This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning and welcome to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. It's Sue Tab along with my co-host Kendra Petroni and we have a special guest with us today who is brightening the lives of childhood cancer patients. Aaron Fletcher Stern is the CEO, president and co-founder of Camp Casco, a camp in Sudbury that helps kids diagnosed with cancer create friendships that lead to lasting support systems. Through adventure and shared experiences, campers are able to connect with others who understand their journey, forming lifelong relationships, building self-esteem, and having fun in a safe and supportive environment. Erin is here with us to talk about the mission, the services, and the impact that Camp Casco is having on those who are lucky enough to experience it. Good morning, Erin. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you. So first, tell us about Camp Casco, your mission, what services and activities that you offer the campers, and sort of the environment and support system that you're striving to create. Absolutely. Um, We create transformative summer camps for kids who have been diagnosed with cancer right here in Massachusetts. Um, We have a week-long day camp as well as a week-long overnight camp. And we recently opened a camp just for the brothers and sisters of kids who have been diagnosed with cancer in partnership with another local nonprofit, One Mission. Um, Our goal is really to empower these kids, improve resilience, um, build these lasting support systems that will take them through the lasting journey of childhood cancer survivorship. Erin, I love that you um, started programs for siblings because I always say, having been through it myself, that cancer is a diagnosis. It's sort of a family diagnosis. It affects everybody Mm -hmm. in your circle. And it's so important to address those other family members, right? It really is. And I think we see some unique challenges for siblings. Um, No matter where their brother or sister is in their cancer experience, we see siblings who have taken on a caregiver role really early in life. Um, We've got kids with PTSD, anxiety, depression, maybe resentment from this total loss of control and power in this young life. And dealing with those big feelings really early on is tough. Um, Even if you're not the one fighting cancer yourself, it's, it's a lot to go through. And so for us, our sibling retreat is actually a really great opportunity to shine a light on those siblings and make them feel like the world revolves around them for a few days. And I think that's really, really important. I read that you worked at a similar camp in college, but there wasn't one like it here in Massachusetts. So you decided to take action and change that. 
a pretty ambitious goal. I'd imagine starting a camp like this is a huge undertaking. It was, and I I may have underestimated <laughs> what, what size of an undertaking this may have been. Um, I, I was a grad student at Harvard at the time, and I was um, doing cancer research there. And I had been so inspired by a pediatric oncology camp I volunteered at all through college in California. And it blew my mind that there was nothing quite like it here in Massachusetts. We have some of the best cancer care in the country. Mm -hmm. How do we not have our own pediatric oncology camp that so many other states have? And so um, I teamed up with an assistant professor in my program, Dr. Michael Goldberg, and we decided to start one. And (laughs) we thought this should be pretty simple. And it turned out to be a little bit more complicated, but it's been a labor of love and, and something that has really, really changed my life and, and, has been incredibly rewarding. Talk about the campers and tell us who who are the people that are eligible to attend the camp. I know you mentioned that you you also include siblings in that, but talk about the campers and who can come to this camp. Absolutely. So our camps, um, we have three different camps and they each have a little bit different criteria for who can come. We have a day camp for younger kids, age six to 12. Um, this is for kids who have ever been diagnosed with cancer and their brothers and sisters who fall into that age range. Hmm. Um, we have an overnight camp that's just for kids who have been diagnosed with cancer at any point in their lives from age 7 to 17. And we have a sibling retreat that's just for those brothers and sisters um, to get away and, and be the star of the show. Wow. So you say, I, I was reading something on your website talking about how you guys it's a really unique approach to address every camper's needs, both physically and emotionally. How do you do that? How do you identify what is needed and, and create that plan? Absolutely. I think, you know, as I said, we serve kids who are at a variety of stages of their experience with cancer. We've got kids who are on treatment. We are, we've got kids who have been off treatment for 10 years. And the types of needs and the types of emotional support you might need can vary a lot based on where you are. So we try to kind of create opportunities to support you wherever you are in that that experience. So for some kids, that looks like I don't even want to hear the word cancer. I'm so sick of my life being defined by this disease. I don't want to feel like I'm the kid with cancer anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't want to think about it. And I think that's very much a reality for a lot of our kids. And so when they come to camp, they never at any point have to talk about cancer. It's something they may want to talk about. It might be something that doesn't come up at all. And for those who do want to talk about it and really have a space to open up about how this has impacted them, how it's impacted their life, at our our overnight camp, we actually create a space where kids can choose to come to have a sit down with camp counselors who have actually survived cancer themselves and talk about, you know, how this has affected them, how they're struggling, how they're grateful to finally be in the presence of other kids who have the same scars and have been through the same treatments that they went through. And so we try to really create a space where whether you want to talk about cancer or you really, really don't, we can make that happen. Talk about your staff as well, because of course, you know, 
you need the help and the staff is incredible. So what professionals are available, like counselors, volunteers? It sounds like you have a very diverse skilled team of people that are working with you. So talk about them a little if you can. Absolutely. And um, the vast majority of our team is volunteer. So we've got a very small staff. Everyone else there is volunteering their time, which is just incredibly powerful. We have a nearly one-to-one ratio of counselors to kids, which means kids are getting tons of personal attention, and that's important. We have people who are pre-med, pre-nursing. They're becoming physician's assistants. They're becoming child life specialists in the hospital, cancer researchers. We have teachers. We have people who are just truly fantastic role models who love working with kids, who both come to our camp with their own incredible background and training, but also then walk away, sometimes feeling maybe more inspired to keep pushing down that career path or keep studying or, you know, keep going through the medical school process. Um, Some are survivors themselves. And then we do have um, medical professionals who volunteer their time to be on site at all times to keep every child safe. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. I'm Sue Tabin, along with my co-host, Kendra Petroni. We are talking with Aaron Fletcher Stern, CEO, president, and co-founder of Camp Casco, a camp here in Massachusetts that is helping kids with cancer create lasting friendships, build self-esteem, and have fun in a safe and supportive environment. Let's get back to our conversation. Talk a little bit about, um, I know the camp has a laser focus on sort of establishing a strong sense of belonging and community. Why is that so important to these campers to feel like they are they belong to this group? That's a great question. I, it's funny because childhood cancer is technically a rare disease, even though in our world it doesn't always feel that rare. Um, mm-hmm. That means that for a lot of the families that we serve, it's unlikely that their kids have other kids in their life who have been through what they've been through. Um, We see a lot of kids who have gone through cancer who feel different. They feel like they don't belong in their day-to-day life. We don't have peers who have been through this kind of like life or death situation with just faith. Um, These kids might connect more with adults because they've been spending so much time in the hospital around doctors and nurses and parents. Mm -hmm. They lose that peer time. And so having the opportunity to build real lasting connections with other kids who get exactly what they've been through um, is just really, really powerful. And I think sometimes the cancer journey doesn't end right when treatment does. And Mm so kids go back for years to get scans to watch for potential recurrence or growth or deal with other side effects of their cancer or its treatment. They may deal with repercussions even into adulthood, like a loss of fertility, mm-hmm. or we've got kids with prosthetics or a loss of vision, loss of hearing, um, mobility limitations. Those things don't disappear when treatment ends. And so having that long-term community and sense of support mm-hmm. can really help these kids in the long term. You founded this camp back in 2014, but what drew you to this type of work? Talk about your education, your journey. I know you mentioned we've you've got a master's from Harvard where you studied biomedical sciences and have a certificate in nonprofit management from BU, but what really drew you to this kind of work? I mean, who among us does not have 
someone in their life, a loved one who has gone through cancer. You know, it's one of those things that everyone knows someone, at least one person. I've Mm -hmm. seen family members go through it. I've seen, um, you know, neighbors and other community members go through it. And it's a horrible disease. It's horrible for the person going through it. It's horrible for their family, their community. Um, And so, you know, originally I was drawn to cancer research because I I felt like coming up with ways to improve treatments and diagnosis um, is a way of helping to improve that cancer journey. And as I started volunteering at pediatric oncology camp, I started to see the power of support systems like camp in terms of seeing how kids would come back to see their friends year after year. Counselors who then campers themselves were coming back year after year, continuing to depend on that support system into adulthood, well into adulthood. Mm -hmm. And it really showed me a different side of how we can support people going through cancer outside of just the clinic and, you know, the lab. And you sort of already answered my next question, which was the long-term gains that these campers experience because they create such a solid um, support system that it carries well beyond the camp experience. It really does. And, I mean, there's research that shows that, in general, attending summer camp long-term can have all kinds of positive benefits. Independence, confidence, resilience. Those benefits come from the chance that kids get to challenge themselves in a safe and supportive environment like summer camp. So when we're able to bring kids into this new environment where they feel welcomed, they feel like people understand them. They don't feel other. They feel truly like they belong. This is an opportunity for kids to really feel safe to sing a song at the talent show on stage, to try to get to the top of the rock climbing wall, to jump into the lake, to stay away from home for a whole week, mm-hmm. which for some of our kids, you know, that's, that's never yeah. come close to yeah. It's mm-hmm. self-powering. But I also love that it brings a sense of normalcy for them. I like that you mentioned that there are certain areas, like if they don't want to talk about having cancer, they don't want to have cancer sort of define them. It just brings a sense of day-to-day normalcy, which you don't realize how much of that goes out the window when you're going through that. And I like that you... Um, you offer the opportunity for them to just sort of feel like it's a regular every day in that moment for them. Thank you. Yes, I, I think that sense of normalcy is something that's lost a lot in this this experience. And, you know, we've got kids who are preteens, teens. They come down to the waterfront and they want to swim and they're in their bathing mm-hmm. suit and they're embarrassed because of the surgical scar that sure. they have on their leg or the cast scar they have on their chest from chemo. Yeah. And imagine, like, the feeling of a child who's feeling embarrassed, looking around and seeing that every other person there has the same scar. Right. Yeah. It's already hard enough to see a kid or a teen, but when you have that chance of, like, no one is staring at me, no mm-hmm. one cares that I'm bald, no one cares that I have this scar, how incredibly liberating that is. And the camp is a nonprofit, so talk about fundraising if you can. I know that plays a key a key role. Talk about how the community can support the camp in order to sustain the programs that you're doing. So, what specifically can we do to help? Absolutely, we uh, we are a five hundred one c three nonprofit. We fundraise all throughout the year to provide our camp totally free of cost for our families. 
We've got a number of different ways that we fundraise. We have annual hike programs that let people get out and get moving while raising money for our programs. We have an annual golf marathon we participate in where people can fundraise and hit 100 rounds of golf in a single day. We have annual events like a cocktail party in November in Boston that kind of combine the fun and magic of camp with a night out. And we have sponsorship opportunities as well for companies who really want to get engaged and do good. I want to talk a little bit about your work-life balance because I know you have a husband and you have twin daughters. How do you manage to strike a healthy work-life balance? You know, what kind of support do you have at home? And do your girls understand mom's work? <laughs> That's a great question. My my girls are four, so they have a lot of questions. They know that I go to camp. <laughs> they sort of think that uh, cancer is the same as, like, being home with the flu for a couple of days. So we're working on <laughs> sort of some of the intricacies there. But truly, like, my family has been so supportive throughout this process. It is very much a family affair. My in-laws support us. You know, our our brother-in-law, sister-in-law helps. My husband is always, you know, supporting me so I can go be at camp overnight or I can go out to do this hike program. So, you know, I couldn't do this work without my family, truthfully. Ultimately, the work-life balance is always a challenge, I think, for any working mom. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you know, I get the opportunity to work with these incredible parents of childhood cancer who go through so much, who have no sense of balance whatsoever for years and years of their lives. I don't think I could feel much more grateful for what I have in life and the fact that I'm not having to live with so many of these parents go through that. Mm -hmm you know, that gets you through every single day. And I feel like your work must be so satisfying because you're seeing directly in front of you the impact that the camp is having on these these kids and their families and their siblings and everything else. So that must be so rewarding at the end of the day. It really is. And I think, you know, insurance renewals and grant proposals aren't always the most rewarding part of this job, but it's those moments at camp where you're seeing you're seeing kids make friends in front of your eyes. You're seeing them, as I said, reach the top of the rock wall or challenge themselves, do something they thought they never could do right in front of your eyes. And you see the pride on their face when they prove that they could do it. I get to see kids graduate and come back as volunteer camp counselors themselves. Um, I get to see kids grow up in front of me. I get to see kids who are on treatment come back off treatment and just looking like a totally new version of themselves. And I get to work with the best volunteers, the best staff, the best family. Like it's, it's a job of a lifetime. You know, I feel so lucky to be able to do this. What's the best advice you ever got when you were first starting out doing this for maybe other people listening that might be thinking about starting a nonprofit? What would you tell them? <laughs> well, you definitely have to love it, right? It's, it's not something that happens right away. When I first made the decision to leave cancer research to really pursue this full-time, um, my advisor at the time, Dr. Kevin Hygis, was incredibly supportive. I talked to him and I cried because I didn't want to leave research necessarily. I just knew that I really, really, really wanted to start this camp. Mm -hmm. And he said, I'm going to tell you what I tell my son, which is he says he wants to be a trash man when he grows up. Great. I say you can be anything that you want to be, but be the best you possibly can Mm -hmm. be at that thing. So 
you know, you can stay in the lab and dedicate your life to research or start this camp and dedicate your life to it. But whatever you're going to do and pursue, do it to the very, very best of your ability. You know, give everything to it. Don't do things partially. Go all the way. Mm-hmm. And I really took that to heart and it helped ease that transition of, you know, I love the lab, but this is truly, truly where my heart lies. And that's certainly driven me over the past several years to where we are now. Erin, I want you to give out the website so that all of our listeners can find out more about you or where they can maybe apply or get in, involved with the camp. And I also wanted to ask you, what what's your goal for the future in like the next five years? Where do you want to see Camp Casco, you know, five years down the road? Absolutely. Our website is campcasco.org. That's C-A-S-C-O. Ultimately, you know, we want to keep serving more and more kids and more and more families. And we want to double the number of kids who are coming to Camp Casco every summer. We want to make sure that every kid who has been affected by childhood cancer has the opportunity to come to one of our camps and, and benefit from this support and this resource. So that means both expanding capacity at our current programs, as well as exploring, you know, existing needs and how we can continue to make our programs more and more accessible to the community. Well, I want to give the website out one more time. It's campcasco.org, C-A-M-P-C-A-S-C-O.org. We'll put a link on our magic website as well. And thank you so much for spending some time with us today. We really appreciate the work that you're doing and you. (laughs) Yes. It was a pleasure, and I can't thank you enough for the opportunity. This was lovely. Thank you to Aaron Fletcher Stern, co-founder, president, and CEO of Camp Casco, a place where young cancer patients feel a true sense of belonging and community. Your work is having a huge impact on so many, and we applaud your passion and commitment. Thank you for changing lives. You've been listening to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7, and it is our honor and privilege to shine a light on the change makers and to provide a platform for people who are out doing meaningful work in our communities. Thank you for paying attention and for helping us create engaging programming. We'd love to hear from you if you know someone who's making a difference. Just email us or send us a message on our Magic Facebook page. You can also follow us on Instagram. It's at sue.tab and at Kendra the Entertainer. And then join us every Sunday morning at 7.30 for another edition of Exceptional Women. Have a great day, everyone. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.